is going on everybody we are back for another episode of the abj podcast i am your host anthony blackwell jr episode 80 80 episodes i started this back in october or november of last year and we're 80 episodes in and i took a hiatus because life fell apart for me but here we are 80 episodes later um if you're watching this this is pre-recorded so if you're watching it live and you're like why aren't they answering me in the chat it's because we're not live this was pre-recorded uh, a couple weeks in advance um there's gonna be a few of them this month that are gonna be this way uh, i will be currently uh a day away from getting on a plane and heading to the uk so i am uh i will currently be away for this week and next week so every episode you see from now to the end of the month will be all pre-recorded uh so even though you're we're not be able to chat with you live please feel free to put comments in there let us know what you think of the episode as well as um letting us know how you feel about everything and like i said just be engaging uh hit those likes buttons and uh send me some messages while i'm over in the uk and say hi to me and buy merchandise and help me out <laughs> with donations or tips or whatever you can do because i'm sure while i'm over there you could be you could buy me a beer in the uk um so yes, uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Suplex Vintage Wrestling. Uh, they have been keeping the podcast alive this entire month, so huge thank you to them. Probably wouldn't have been able to come back if it wasn't for them, so let's give them that plug and that love. So guys, it has finally happened. A whole store dedicated to vintage pro wrestling. They said it could never be done, but I have seen it with my own eyes. Uh, Suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Located on 5th Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, just one block south of South Street in the heart of Queen Village. Their shop features the largest collection of vintage pro wrestling appeal under one under one roof. Their, their selection fields classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the Golden Age, the Attitude Era, Internationals, Indies, and more. And if you're tired of watching premium live events at home, then SVW hosts the best watch parties since your friend Kyle's birthday party when you were 12. And if shirts and watch parties are not your thing, don't forget about their collection there's their selection of figures replica belts and trading cards from their t-shirts and hats to rare wrestling memorabilia they have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there so what are you waiting for check them out at suplex.svu on instagram or their website suplexsvu.com and let them satisfy your wrestling needs so if you're looking for an old school t-shirt like an old school dx like original print vintage t-shirts their website has a bunch of stuff that's on there and if you're in the philadelphia area go in person because they have so many things if you're looking for that exclusive shirt that was in a pro wrestling tease crate they probably have it because someone brought it in if you're looking for an old school dude love uh any you name wrestler they have all the old original line t-shirts and memorabilia the hasbros title belts everything is there go check them out on their online shop follow them on all social media they make really cool posts uh and they're a blast so today's guest, TJ Epics, I'll bring him in right right now. But before we do, I, I met this dude. Uh, I believe the first time we got to link up was he he was coming with AC uh, Loke and his his crew to the sanctuary. And at that time at the sanctuary, it was kind of like the sanctuary class, AC Loke's crew. There was some guys from Syracuse coming down. I I, I think Flower City. I, I'm I'm not mistaken. Um, Creator Pro people were coming. We had all these different schools and wrestling people all coming at this this one summer and they and we we were there almost every single weekend and they would come in and all, we were just putting together these fantasy matches that you would never even see before and they were happening at the sanctuary uh and and he was part of that which was really really fun and it was my early days of my commentary so i was very very blessed and very very fortunate to be 
calling some matches with some stuff that probably not a lot of people even seen because it was like i said just all these people coming together and just making some really cool art uh and then i just seen him on the scene killing it ever since i i seen him up in new york at excite and a bunch of other different places so yeah it was a lot of fun so without further ado let's bring him in so we can hear about his origin story tj epics what's going on man hey, man. hey how you doing man it's good to be on the I'm show i'm doing great yeah, so like I said, kind of we locked horns the first time at Sanctuary when you guys were coming in, and it was just like that one summer of just all these crazy matchups from people from all over the place just coming in on a Sunday and just putting together some insane stuff. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. I remember that summer, I think I wrestled like something like 80 matches, including all those ones. Like we were going crazy just trying to wrestle every single day that we possibly could. So I remember just, I think it was like every single Sunday for the most part, we were down Yeah. There. We, we were doing we were doing almost every Sunday at the sanctuary, sometimes every Saturday, and then like almost every Friday. So like it was oh, yeah. a lot. I got more reps at commentary that summer than some people have their entire career. Yeah, no, I totally believe it. Just because I remember there's matches like there's some days we're there for I don't even know how many hours, but I remember usually be we left in the morning. We didn't get home till pretty dark because yeah. we were just happy to be there and be around wrestling all day. Like, I do remember, like, we went up on Sunday just because that was the only day that we consistently had available. So that's why we went up on Sundays, I remember. Yeah. So uh, let's let's dive into the first question here. And, and when did you fall in love? And what's your earliest memory of falling in love with the pro wrestling business? So falling in love with pro wrestling. So I was always a fan just because my dad was a fan. But, you know, little kid, I didn't know much. Uh, when I truly became a fan, it was actually kind of weird, was my grandmother let me pick out one toy at the toy store, and it was a Kurt Angle action figure. And, you know, I thought it was a cool-looking figure. I was super excited. And Hair or no it. hair? No hair. Okay. This was 2005. So, yeah, definitely no hair angle. And uh, I remember I went home, and I ended up flipping through the channels, and I saw SmackDown that night. And Kurt Angle's on the tv right at that moment and it was just that correlation i was just like wait i get to see this guy now and i can't remember the match i can't remember what episode it was but i just remember falling in love with it right there and then i was like yeah this is gonna be my entire personality for the rest of my life so. <laughs> kurt angle was a guy um he he replaced that itch for me when sean was gone when sean left for that time and then kurt was there kurt was like then my new favorite uh so i'm, I'm also a huge kurt angle fan uh, you ever get you ever get a chance to meet him uh well so this is going to be out after the fact but uh i actually get to meet him on my birthday because i'm doing speedy fest in binghamton and he's a guest there so oh man i'm awesome. excited to meet him i'm probably not going to tell me that story or whatever it's just yeah you're my first sanction like, for you yeah i, I got to tell face to face the guy that got me into it you know yeah i got to tell somebody one of my one of the first action figures i, I remember buying was uh, a headbangers action figure and i remember meeting him i'm like you're one of my first action figures I ever had when the new when the new line came out, and he's like, "That's yeah. sick." And then he pulled out his shirt later on that show, and he was wearing his action figure on the shirt. And I go, "Oh shit!" He goes, "Yeah, <laughs> that's funny." Yeah, they're cool people. But yeah, no, Kurt. I I met Kurt at a PPW. It was freezing in the building, and he was just not having a good day. I think he had a lot of body pain. And I was like, "Man, thank you so much for your career." And like, you were super entertaining. You're one. Of, you're probably hands down one of my top favorite wrestlers of all time. And he's like, "Glad you liked it because my body hurts." And I was like. All right, have a good day. And I just, well, I didn't know what else to say. I, yeah. like, I mean, you can't really blame for saying that either. Like, he gave a lot to this business. And, like, and he's, prob he's it. probably I mean, doing he it not on pain pills anymore because that was a huge problem for him. So he's probably just dealing with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 
that's kind of what I was expecting. But at the same time, like, as long as he's happy at the end of the day and everything, like, I'm happy for him. Like, we don't yeah. need to see him do anything too crazy anymore. <laughs> no, he's he's so. the GOAT, man. He, he he changed the game up. But, uh, yeah, man, so so growing, like, you were mostly that uh, – well, that would be considered, what, the uh, the ruthless aggression era? That's post – no, and that's still attitude, right? Attitude era was still kind of – it, it was, like, the beginning of the ruthless aggression era, I think, because, like – 2005 i would have been six or seven i was just graduating high school oh man yeah so (laughs) that was like when i was like you know developed enough to understand what i was under like what i was watching and like the people i was like fans of uh the only reason i remember that is because when i was nine my dad took me to wrestlemania 23 and that was the craziest uh experience ever because that was my first wrestling show i ever went to as well Wow. Like, he just knew I was such a huge fan, and he saved for Christmas. And, yeah, that was my Christmas present. I've never been to a pay-per-view. <laughs> this, this, uh, so we're, we're going to pretend we're, we're recording live, but uh, this all-in pay-per-view in UK is my first pay-per-view I've ever been to. I've only been to, like, Raw and SmackDowns. Like, one or two, one, two small SmackDowns and two Raws when they come to uh, Wilkes-Barre area. It's only, that's the only shows I've ever gotcha. been to. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to any of the weekly shows. It was just that WrestleMania, and I was able to go a couple of years ago to WrestleMania 37, and that was kind of that's a really cool experience as well. Now, now growing up, uh, also as a wrestling fan, did you gravitate to any other sports growing up? Were you always very athletic? Like, did you play anything else or do amateur wrestling? So, yeah, I actually did. So I played football and lacrosse since I was a little kid. My parents got me into it. I'm from a lacrosse-heavy town and just – my family loves football. Uh, and then in sixth grade, because I was a wrestling fan, uh, I was like, you know what? I'll try amateur wrestling because it's got to be similar to wrestling, right? And then mm-hmm. I fall in love with just the sport of amateur wrestling. And I did that all throughout high school until my junior year when I started getting some health issues from cutting weight. Um, but it, it, no, it's okay. It's like I just did not do it in a healthy way back in the day because I didn't really know how to. Um, but it mm-hmm. did give me a lot of experience and everything that I still use today, especially with, you know, the kind of wrestling I do today and I do chain wrestling and whatnot. Like it's a good thing to have in my back pocket. And I'm happy I did it. Uh, Absolutely. Screw up playing football. Yeah. I actually went to college and played lacrosse and football there as well. So always just been athletic my whole life and always was looking for something to just do and put everything that I had into it, you know? Yeah. So at what point did you transition from, you know, you said you played some college ball and some college sports. Uh, at what point were you said, okay, I want to still follow this dream of wrestling, and now I want to do professional wrestling? How did you? How did that? How did you make that jump? How did you find your school? How did you find where you are at that point in time? All right, so it's kind of funny because I kind of, I, I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Like I wanted to at least three matches in my life just to say I did it, you know. And I had no idea how to go about it. I didn't know anything about the independent scene. I didn't know really much about anything besides what WWE was and some Ring of Honor stuff I saw now and then, you know. Um, and I remember I was out of college. I was just working at Applebee's or something at the time. And I used to do volunteer work at the VFW. And when I was there, I got done, went inside, had a beer, and I was watching a wrestling video on my phone. And I remember some guy taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, you know there's a guy around here that does that, right? And I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm thinking like, you know, some kids in the backyard or something. He's like, no, he did like ECW, Ring of Honor. I was like, from from, from this area? He's like, yeah, uh, he'll give you his info and you can give him a call. It was Loke. And I ended up giving him a call. He told me that he was opening up his own school in like the next month. And 
I just met him there. And then over the years, we became closer and closer. I actually got hired as a contractor that worked underneath him. So we spent literally the summer that you saw us. Mm -hmm. I was literally with him five days a week to work and then the whole weekend. So we never got away from each other, which I probably drove him crazy at times. Not probably. <laughs> I, know for, I know for a fact I drove him crazy at times, but it was a good, like loving relationship. You know, like he's my wrestle dad. Like he's yeah. my father figure in this business. And I literally owe everything that I've done and will do in this business to him. And now, the fact that he did you guys all your crew that you travel with? Is that the, the did you guys all come in around the same time, or how did you guys all stagger in together? So it, it's kind of weird how we all came together as a group, I guess. So obviously, I started with Loke, and Loke always told me to train everywhere and learn from everybody. So I, he ended up sending me up to Flower City uh, when our school wasn't available. And when I was up there, I met Ooh. my tag partner, uh, Chill Connors. My bad. I don't. Know. I don't. I, he, uh, I somehow popped Stan Styles on screen. My bad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. I had to take a double take. I was like, wow. <laughs> <Yeah. my bad." laughs> but uh, I met my tag partner now, Chael Connors, up there, and we actually got put in the tag team way back then. And I'm not gonna talk about when we first started tagging, but I'm happy with what we're doing now. But uh, uh, after Loke had his own building, is when Chael started coming around and we got more in sync as a tag team started taking a lot more bookings outside the area as a tag team and developed like that uh cn rain i actually knew him back in college before either one of us ever wrestled and oh, wow. when i was training with loke i kept one i didn't have anybody else in my area that did it and me and him we bonded back in college over wrestling so i kept pot like pestering him over and over again like hey man so when you want to start training with me are you going to start training and COVID hit he finally had the time and then obviously he fell into it and he's one of Loke's guys now and in, in our group. And then the last one to join us, uh, that's part of like our core group is uh ref Ryan who honestly, I, it's weird. Cause he like just started showing up one day for trainings and stuff, said he wanted to be a referee. And then all of a sudden he's just, he, he's like the heart and soul of our group. Like, I, I can't explain it. Like, it's weird to think about not having him around. I love so, him. He's such a nice kid. Oh, he's such a great guy. Yeah. yeah. And he takes it very seriously, which I respect the hell out of. He's not just a guy that's like, oh, I got a ref sure. I'm a ref. Like, no, he he always takes it seriously. He and was trying all, He was trying some different things, too, with his look. Like, he was going to, like, he was going to ref in fishnets or so at one point. I was like, do uh, it. That, yeah, that was, uh, that was just, like, the style of the show. Yeah. And he asked if he could do it and they're like yeah that fits perfectly for what we're doing and i was like he, he's he's definitely got a fashion sense like he's always the most shiny person in the room anytime you see him when he's not in the ring but when he's in the ring he just keeps it to a modest yellow glasses that you know you know who he they, is they pop but, too i mean listen yeah, our referee got over wearing red shoes he, you know he's a great ref and you're gonna recognize him that's the perfect yep. thing I I uh I take a lot of umbrage when people post online that like commentary guys should just stay in their lane and they shouldn't make it about themselves and 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 just stick to the match. And I was like, yo, I traveled just as far to be here as any other wrestler did, and yeah. I'm, I'm putting just as much work and time in. And we're all trying to get our shit in, you know, and stand out and be different and be the first yeah. version of us. If I go in and do commentary, I do it how you think I should do it. Then why am I doing it? And I, I feel the yeah. same way with referees. Like everyone's like referees oversell, and they I'm like. That's I actually get into it more because 
I I watched the referee just as much as I watched the match because being smart to the business, I realized if I know something's coming up or if someone might be legit hurt, I'm watching the referee because I'm looking yeah. for his cues. Like, so a good ref is is just as good to watch in a wrestling match and then two talented wrestlers are. Here, here, here's a great example I can think of is like if you put prime Shawn Michaels and prime AJ Styles in the ring together, it should be an amazing match. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a good ref, that ref can ruin that entire match as well. I've seen referees like, botch matches. No, yeah. So no like people I people don't understand like how important a ref really is and that's why I'm going to give ref Ryan his flowers whenever I can because he deserves them. Yeah. So and, and ref Ryers and Connors, I know there's I I've knocked two members off your team with interviews. You're actually predating an episode that's going to happen live next Monday with Siren, but I did not forget about the other two uh, guys. That guy? I, 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 never mind, I hate Siren Rain. <laughs> but I, I i will have the whole crew on eventually don't worry i, I will be reaching no, out to awesome, you guys man. yeah yeah no we're like we all just kind of came together and then Loke kind of Loke made a play on uh the bullet club and he literally had shirts made just as a big rib and we owned it because we love everything about it he has a shirt too uh he deemed us the bullshit club because the we're bullshit, so bullshit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I I love it. Uh, Loke Loke is someone when he when he started coming around the sanctuary, I was like, this is this is really happening. HC Loke's here. This yeah, is cool. No. Like Ring of Honor, ECW, HC yeah. Loke. I wasn't Loke even aware. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of the Luna thing until later on when I met him and found out like, oh shit! Like not only just was he involved in the first intergender match, but like I love Luna Vachon and like we actually talked about it on the podcast with him he was a really good interview as well but your, your crew is just really fun man and i, and I kind of touch on it with juni when we talked about it like a good stable in wrestling is more than just a stable that you see on tv a good group of people to pick each other up when you're down and when you need that up like because this business will mentally and physically just destroy you and it's oh, you know it really will man and and it's hard to maintain a wrestling life and a, and a work life because you are trying your hardest to make it to the next level and you have to make a lot of sacrifices and a lot of weekends and you got to put the road to timeline and you got to travel and it's hard to maintain relationships and be around people you care about and friends and family and and that could be tough for a lot of people but when you have a core group of brothers and sisters with you it makes those trips better yeah man i mean Honestly, like I've had some of my lowest times and they were there for me to lean on when I needed the most. Uh, I feel like I've done the same for them. And like we've all gone through difficult times at different times. And I've seen each one of us help out in our own ways that we can every single time. Like we love each other. At the same time, we're stern with each other where we're going to be like, no, like I love you, but we got to figure this out just to get you right back on the right path again. Yeah, Keep your focus on what's important. It's also super important to have a group of people to tell you when your match sucked too. Like, yo, yeah, I don't know what you're doing, yeah. but that shit sucked. We need to fix yeah, it. Yeah, we're not uh, afraid to be honest with each other. Like, yeah, we stay for the car. Like, hey, so what was up with that thing that you did with the thing? And like, we'll be honest with each other. And sometimes it's like, hey, what if we do this and spin it on its head or something like that? Like, that's another thing I love is just riding these guys all the time. We're bouncing ideas off each other and just having a great time. Even if it's not wrestling, like we used to the last summer, we went to Darien Lake a bunch of times just when we would have that one random day off that fit for all of us. And mm-hmm. we just used to, we just like hanging out with each other, you know, like even Chael deemed my place Casa Epics because they just crashed here after every like Bington show and stuff that we have. Yeah. So it's fun. <laughs> now, if I would think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm thinking like, all right, 
when you train and you and you buddy up and you link up with a guy like HC Loke, like what how, what type of person are you going to get? Like what can Loke bring to the table? And, and and the two biggest things that when I just think of HC Loke is I think obviously crowd work, storytelling, making things make sense. But then even outside the ring, the dude's known for his insane work ethic. Like every single aspect of the business, he's done it. He's done referee. He's done the. He's literally been the guy who drives the trucks, the shows, and set up the ring and make sure everything's like assembled. And but also he's extremely, I would say, known for how humble he is. Like for, for how much oh, yeah. he's done and how much he's put in and how much time and how much blood, sweat, and tears. He's also very giving and humbling, and he and he'll keep you kind of level headed. Is there anything else that an HC Loke brings to the table? You know, coming from that that training that training style. Yeah, I mean, one, I think Loke's too humble because I don't think he realizes that the legend, the respect that I have for him, that the entire business has for him. I mm-hmm. will go to random shows, and I'll have guys who I've never met before, but as soon as I say I'm trained by Loke, nothing but great things to say every single time. Like he's just one of the top trainers and people just to be around in the business, you know? Um, but yeah, like you said, like one psychology is super important to him. We talk about it all the time. There's times where he, he'll be annoyed with me, but I'll call him at like midnight on the drive home from a show. Just be like, Hey, I tried this thing. It didn't really work that well. Or like, Hey, it kind of worked, but I'm wondering if it could work better. Like, what do you think about this? And usually he's like, you do realize you woke me up, right? I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. I just, it's on my mind. I can't get it off right now. He's like, okay. And then he'll give me advice right there on the spot. And then obviously he's taught me work ethic. He like, I always try to do ring crew as much as I can. I am always just traveling, trying to get my name out there. Just my first year alone, like to get me reps and everything. He brought me down to some of his Tennessee loops. And I mean, one that got me used to traveling, got me used to being around new people and everything. And it got me used to taking those long drives. So like Tennessee used to be a 16 hour drive one way for us. Jesus. So, you know, for me, when I hear three hours, I'm also in the middle of nowhere compared to like the wrestling scene. I hear three hours. I'm like, Oh sweet. It's local. Like this yeah. is local show <laughs> like anything below five hours. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's pretty local. I'm like it's not too bad. I think the furthest I did was four and a half. Cause I would have to drive and pick somebody up. And then from there drive to about as far South Jersey as you can get down at Rio Grande. And then Atlantic city was a far one. And then to drive, do the show, do everything you gotta do, get there at 12 and then leave at probably one, two o'clock in the morning and then drive all the way back to Pennsylvania. It's a hike. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Like some of my friends and family think it's cool. Like, Oh man, you're traveling all the time, man. That must be awesome. Like, yeah, I get to see like, the venue some monuments every now and then when i'm driving <laughs> past them really fast yeah. like it's usually get there get prepped do the show and then man i got a show six hours away tomorrow like i should probably get home and get a couple hours of sleep so you know, i think the closest we got to exploring again. a town was we went to a real for a real show once and we're just like yeah we're like three hours early let's just go walk the boardwalk for an hour and a half and that was the only time in in two years where i got to like explore the town I was in before yeah. a show. <laughs> I've been able to do it a couple times. Uh, one was when we were down in Tennessee, just because there was one day where we just had to kill time all day. And then the other was in Florida, which we did a few months ago. And that was just because there was like a Thursday show. And I think it was like Saturday, Sunday. So I think we had like one day with nothing to do. And I we ended up going to like Orlando and downtown Disney and stuff just to check it out. Never been there before. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Also, nice. I feel like spending nice. a lot of money on Disney World. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's awesome, man. So, you know, when how long into your training before you get your first match, your first booking? Um, so I count as my first match, but it's more of I went to a show to help out and I was able to bump and I was just guided through this. Uh my first match was with two other newer students and we went against Robbie Vegas in a gauntlet match. Oh, and wow. I I think I was like a month and a half in the training. Uh, Lope gave the okay because they needed bodies. And he's like, these are my three guys right here. They can bump you. Just tell them what they need to do. And did it. And it was honestly like, I remember just being ecstatic. Like, I think all I did was take an arm drag and a TKO. Like, it was seconds, literally. But I felt like it was the coolest moment ever. You know, like, yeah. I just got to live out my dream. Like, I was in the wrestling ring in front of people. Yeah, it was 10 people in the crowd, but still people. So yeah. it was very exciting. And then my first, like, real match where, like, you know, I felt prepared and, like, it was, like, a full-on show was in November. So I think about three and a half months in of my first bump, I finally had, like, my first real one-on-one -on -one match. And it was against Adon, who I started training with as well. Um, he's getting back into wrestling now that – I believe so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I, I, I'm just referencing the sanctuary and like, I've seen a lot of things like, like PPW and BPW and a lot like outbreak at one point in time, a lot of these guys were part of a pro a promotion that also had a school attached to it. So you do your training, but you also know there's a school that that school leads into a show where you kind of almost came in like dojo style. Like you went to a guy who didn't really have a promotion. He just trained you and then you worked together to get to a promotion to work. So it's interesting to hear because like a kid at the sanctuary, you can walk in, start training and within a couple of weeks, they can be like, all right, we're going to do a practice match and but we're going to treat it like it's a real match because they have that luxury of doing it that way. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, but like I always explain to them, like you have it different than if someone like you who had to go and wait till looks like, okay, now you can go and do this one thing to see how you go. Cause you don't have that. Like if you yeah. just go, when you go to train, you train and like you do a little bit there, but you don't, you don't have that luxury to jump into a match right away. Yeah. I mean, Logan had some practice matches and everything, obviously. And like mm -hmm. one thing I'm super appreciative of was when I started, Loke literally told all of us learn from everybody. Like he wasn't trying to be like, Oh, if you train with me, you can't train with them. Like, He's all about, like, he is my head trainer. So, at the end of the day, if I learn anything else anywhere else, I kind of run it by him just get his opinion on it. Because yeah, he says it all the time. I truly believe it. Like, wrestling's just different flavors of ice cream. Like, yeah, you can like chocolate. You can like vanilla. However, at the end of the day, it's still got to be ice cream. You know? Like, you can't make a chocolate cake and just be like, oh, it's ice cream because I said it is. Like, no. There's fundamentals to what this is. But mm -hmm. you can have all these different flavors and options that can flow together you know sometimes there's something that we'll learn from somebody run it by low and he adds a spin to it brand new thing so yeah i've just always been grateful that i've been able to learn everywhere and Loke is always okay and like if anything pushed us to do that yeah so, so yeah. when uh when did you have your i would say your aha moment where things kind of clicked or snapped for you when you said like okay uh your nerve, like the, I'm not saying the nerves go away or anything like that, but you have that moment where you snap into it. And you're like, Oh, I, I, I feel like I, you hit your confidence level or, or you feel like, you know, things kind of all your ties of training and like the back of your head, low saying, do this, do that. And then it finally happens in a match and it just blends together for you. Yeah. 
So for me, it didn't even happen in the middle of a match or anything. Um, I started to, like to put pieces together, and I, I'm I'm far from where I want to be, like with psychology and everything. Like I always want to expand it, no matter how good I think I am at it. I know I can always be a thousand times better, a thousand times better than where I'm at now. Um, but the big aha moment when I was like, oh, I'm starting to like understand this and do this right was. I did a six-man ladder match uh, at Excite in Binghamton, and That's I was the last promotion. person coming out. Yeah, it really is. It's actually our home promotion now. So Lokes School Now Fighting Arts uh, for Us and Institute is attached to Excite, and we have our own building in my hometown now. So I'm happy about that because I'm not. It's a fun roster to work with training. too. What? It's a fun roster what? to work with. Oh, it definitely is. Like I've loved everybody that I've been able to work there. But sorry, no, I kind of no. get talkative. Uh, Another but, guy coming uh, up on the podcast that's an excite guy that I'm a, I'm a huge mark for. I, I'm excited to talk to him, but it already happened by the time they all get to see it. Uh, Sean Carr. Sean Carr. Oh, I love Sean. Like Sean. Yeah. Sean helped me get to a level at excite that I was just like, I felt I wasn't ready for. And he kind of like shoved me to the deep end. And I we had a, a series of matches that I still love. And I actually have a piece of uh, a table. I'm not sure if you can see a table right there uh, that I just wanted for sentimental value because it was my first like gimmick match. We did a mm-hmm. ladder match and he let me do everything I wanted to do. And I was kind of stupid because everything I wanted to do was me bumping. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to just fall off ladder to my feet. And yeah. I didn't realize like, oh yeah, I'm pretty stupid watching this match back because <laughs> I, I did all the stupid stuff. But he, he's one of a handful made... of people. If I was in this business, I would I would seek him out to try to work or just be around him to rub off and yeah. get some ideas and stuff. He's, he's definitely... got a great he's got a great mind. He's helped me so much uh, just throughout all the times I've seen him. Uh, Is his cousin got... still wrestling? Sorry, who? His cousin, the one that's part of the his band. Second... Oh, yeah, Tyler Reed. Yeah, he's still wrestling. I seen his debut match when they did the punk show and I was very impressed with his first ever match. He did really well. Yeah, he did. No, I love Tyler. He's a great dude. Uh, I know he, him and Sean actually had the last main event at the original X location up at the Oakdale mall before they moved out of there. Yeah. Uh, Where are they at now? Uh, so we now have just the location in Elmira. I know we're looking for another uh, building in Binghamton, but, uh, as of right now, we have, the X and Elmira, which we're still running shows out of. Uh, some pretty good shows, actually. I know we got a whole thing going on with the new back seats right now. Like, with me, my tag partner, Chael, and Lokar being our mentor, it's kind of like new guys and mentors kind of thing happening right now out there. Yeah, but, that's, a cool, that's a cool idea. I like that, the new yeah. back. I got to see them at Win. Uh, they actually did an angle where they jumped Win. They jumped Loke at Win. And I was like, oh, really? yeah, and I, I guess it led into what you guys are about to do. But uh, what about that venue that Joe Davis ran in Binghamton, that gymnasium? It's huge. Yeah. It's probably cost a lot to have it, but that was a cool venue. That was a really cool venue. I, I like the show. Got to meet Arn Anderson and Brock and everybody, you know, so that was a fun show. You know what? You oh, know what was a big takeaway for that show for me? What? You know what was a big takeaway for that show for me? How good Julia Hart is. Why don't they yet let her really wrestle like on TV? Good, yeah. She didn't wrestle much on TV at that time, and like I'm not sure if she's getting much ring time on TV right now. But no, not at I all. I remember when I watched the match, I was like, "Wow, like she can go." I was I, like, "Not that I should have been surprised, but it was just my first time seeing that." And I was like, "Oh, wow, like 
she's doing it all right now and she's trying to get better like that was really cool yeah she's um, talented i think she's really good i, th- I, can't, I can't wait yeah. for them to, to let the leash off her a little bit and let her get some work in yeah no i'm excited to see what's gonna get, happen with her in the future um no but sorry the moment though was at excite was before the six-man ladder match everybody went out before me um and i was the last entrant into the match and before my music hit uh the crowd was chanting my name and like they didn't have they just knew i was the last person that was supposed to go in but it was like that first moment where i just had goosebumps like i'm just at gorilla everything's silent i'm here in the crowd my music's not even hitting yet and i was just like i absolutely love this feeling right now the like the, it was a high that i've been chasing ever since and like i've had a couple moments similar to that but i remember that was like the definitive moment where i was just like this is what it's about right here i don't lead so, over like don't play it yet don't play it yet. give me a couple yeah, more no, <laughs> i wish I, could, I wish i could have had him waiting longer but it was just at the same time it just felt so right and good at the time that it's a memory that's gonna stick with me forever and then obviously i've had a lot of great moments since then like I'm, stuff i'm doing now i remember i had a cage match with lsg that is still up there with one of my favorite matches i've ever done even though i got you know pretty nice scar across my forehead here from it <laughs> nice yeah but it, it happens and i wouldn't trade it for the world i'll do it a thousand times over again yeah so the name and the, and the character of tj epics uh where did you where did you derive it from where did the name idea come from uh okay so back in college actually i tried to be a streamer and stuff just because during the summer i had to stay in my college town to train for football and there's just a lot of downtime not much to do it was a really small town so i tried doing the streaming thing and i was like oh i need to come up with a cool name and i don't know how i workshopped it but i ended up settling on tj epics and i tried it for a little bit but when it got to editing and everything kind of just fell apart for me. I didn't have the time to do all that extra stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like put it to the side, but I kept the name in the back pocket. And then when I finally got to be like, you know, build and on a card and stuff, I was like, Oh sweet. I get to use this name now. However, so TJ's not a shoot name. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's well, a, so TJ, I've actually was never called TJ growing up. However, my name, my full name is Tyler James cook. Okay. So TJ is Tyler James. Mm-hmm. And I have just gone by TJ ever since just because, you know, uh, it is my name and it's just easier to go by like your gimmick name. So people aren't getting confused and everything. So I just kind of introduced myself as TJ and now more people call me TJ than they ever did Tyler in my whole life. Starting so this podcast, I have people that I, I that stop calling me Anthony, and I'm just ABJ now. It's like this weird yes. transformation when you. <laughs> it's I, like, you, you did uh, make it so I had some people uh, turn some heads at my suitcase. By the way, buddy, I love it. Yeah, yeah. that sticker. That sticker yeah, is gave me a sticker, and that little space right there. Had, <laughs> I remember two girls were like, "Uh, what's that sticker in your suitcase?" I'm like, "It's a podcast. It's not what you think." And search it, search it, Google it. Just, just look up the podcast. Trust me, it's a podcast. It's nothing <laughs> bad. Did you so see the new I logos? Yeah, just... Or I'm looking like a creep. I don't know. Yeah. But either or, the, I think it's funny. The new logos that just dropped, Um, it's it says only ABJs and then real small, like an OnlyFans logo, and then it says podcast real small. And then the way I mark it yep. is the only podcast you should be listening to, only ABJs. <laughs> and then there's a, like we'll just say a hub logo where it's ABJ and then in the orange box pod. <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta lean oh, into man. it. I did. I 36 yeah. years of my life, I didn't realize I had a funny abbreviated name like A B J. Yeah. Thank God I'm a junior. Oh man. <laughs> you could do a lot of fun things with that acronym, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, you streamed and stuff. Like, what was it? Like game streams and stuff. It was just game streams. It was like Fortnite and stuff. I I remember there's a couple of videos where I just live streamed that I think maybe three people watched at the time, and I deleted. I, I suck at. It. I'm trying so hard to try to pick it up, but I, I get so bored. I'm probably terrible to watch. Cause I don't pay. I don't have anybody be in the chat, and I know the trick is they said you have to just like act as if you have a thousand people watching and just be entertaining and i just can't do it i mean that's kind of where it goes down to wrestling man like even if you're in a venue with only 20 people there you gotta act like you're at wrestlemania with fifty thousand people with the nosebleeds like yeah how, i guess for me it, it, if i'm being know? active i can but like just sitting in front of a screen and also playing a video yeah. game like and then i i start like my draw drops a little bit because i'm like into the game oh, and i'm God. like <laughs> you're like this yeah. ain't a good look for anybody <laughs> Yeah, I always did it with friends. So, like, I remember we did a couple things where I called it Drunk Gamer, where we would just sit and drink beer and play Fortnite the whole time. I love that. Did you ever and play I Drunk Mario Kart? Like, oh, Mario Kart? Yeah, man. that's Where that's you a crack time. a beer at the beginning of the race, and you have yep. to finish it, but if you finish the race and your beer's not done, you lose. Yeah. Well, you also have to stop. So it's either you can crack it and chug the whole thing there, or crack it, start driving, but you have to pull over every time you take a sip of your beer. Yeah. So you, there's a strategy to it, you know. Do you try to get really out in the head, and then you get hit with a turbo shot? Yeah, yeah. No, it's I, I love doing that. It's fun time. <laughs> Drunk Mario Party is another fun one. Yeah, I have not done that. Yeah, I honestly, have not had the time to just sit and play any kind the, of video game really with the Nintendo, boys. You know? Nintendo make those party games. Nintendo makes are good are good drinking games. I believe if, it, you're, I if, you're, if you're over 21 years old, everyone at home listening. Yeah, don't don't. Underage drinking is bad. Remember, TJ Advix says be a good noodle. <laughs> be a good noodle. Uh, be a good noodle. So who are some people you worked or have worked that you feel like you you mesh really well with? If people were going to go back and look up TJ Epic matches, who are some mat- what are some matches or some people that you worked that you really, you're, you're proud of or that you enjoyed? Oh, I mean, obviously Loke's on that list. Like, we've only had a couple matches here and there, but every time it's just flowing. Like How was not... it getting spit on by Loke? Well, he used to do that to me just when he yelled at me, so I'm used to it. Stats <laughs> <You know? laughs> that fly out when I'm getting chewed out at work or whatever. But you know. I, uh, I asked everybody, I asked, they're like, oh, I'm working work. Loke this week, I'm like, did he grab your dick and spit on you? <laughs> That's usually uh, the he, did, he did grab the old uh, family jewels down there. Yeah. <laughs> I think for both matches. <laughs> we, I, know, I know for a fact we had two one-on-one matches, uh, but there was always great times. Uh, Loved working LSG. Like, again, that cage match I had with him was a great time. We've had a couple matches since then. Every time it's just been a pleasure in the ring with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Sean Carr. I'm trying to think. Like, just like now I got to switch because I got to think tag teams too. Because, you know, me and my tag partner, Chill, uh, we're CXR together and we're having some fun, great matches, I feel. And we've had some awesome opponents. Like, we've gone against Main Event, Miracle Generation. Um, we have Wasted Ooh. Youth coming up. Where did you? Uh, we where, against, where did your uh, wrestle main event and miracle and and miracle generation at? So miracle generation we wrestled at ESW as well as Bang Bros. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to call them that right now, but you know, we had two awesome matches up at ESW with Miracle Generation and then Bang Bros. After that, and still some of my favorite tag matches we've done. Send those to me um, when you're done. When we're out of here, 
definitely, oh, definitely will. I'll send you the links. Um, and then I know we went against main event up in uh, Smash in Canada. That was a really fun match. I remember it was the first time we worked heel in about two years. So that was a nice little uh, experience awakening, you know, <laughs> about just flipping it because we're so used to being babyface that I want to work more heel. It's just that everywhere we go, eh, we're babyface. Not much more you can do about it. But when, when you're a heel, whatever. you should add another X to your name. Like your baby face name is the two X, and then the ba- the heel is the three X. You get um, more gear, and then you can sell different merchandise. You're gonna get me canceled, man! Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's triple X's and poison. Get your head out of the gutter. Yeah, whatever you say, whatever you say. You know, maybe some people aren't fans of poison. I like poison, but you know, then I'm splitting the market. So. The, the old every time I remember the old Looney Tunes cartoons, when they drink like poison or beer, it was X X X X. The X triple X. I'm saying poison like that. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let's, yeah, do, yeah. let's cut that part right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the first time I seen you and your partner wrestle was Sanctuary, and the first time, the first two times you wrestled, you actually you had to work each other, and that was oh, a good. Oh yeah. Match. You guys worked each other very well. Yeah, no, that was, I forgot how we did that. Yeah, we've worked each other a few times now, and it's always been just great meshing with each other and everything, and that's why I think we work well as a tag team, too, because, like, our movesets are so similar, our style's so similar, and we just have, like, a natural timing with each other when it comes to just strikes and combos and just working together as a tag team. Like, it's just easy. Like, a lot of our stuff that we come up with is just, hey, I have this quick idea. Let's see if it flows well, and... If it does, we keep it. If it's kind of clunky, we just kind of toss it out and don't bring it out ever again. But uh, like one of our, one of my favorite things that we do as a signature is we call it flip and slide, where it's a whole corner combo. And you've seen it a couple times mm-hmm. where like I'm flipping over the guy, he's sliding between his legs and the super kicks. And honestly, the first time we did it, we came up with it that day. Like That's awesome. we never did it before, never practiced it before. It was just like, no, I think this is going to work. And it's been in our arsenal for the last three years because we've been tagging since we both started. You know, and those, it's kind of those, those move sets are having two or three of those a match is, is what makes a tag team stand out. Like you think of Miller Generation, you think of main event, just two people you named right there that you worked. Yeah. Main event's doing the hula hoop spot. Main event's going to do the spring DDT, like the springboard. D- yeah. Like they, they have the shotgun DDT. You know what I mean? Like they do all those cool moves. And that's that's what makes a tag team stand out and make people go, oh, like, that was cool. I I enjoy that tag team because of those opportunities. So that's that's cool that you like. Uh, yeah, they're they're good. They're good moments. Yeah, no, I just I love just tag team wrestling psychology into it and how you can, you know, tease something earlier, play it off later, and just work off each other's moves. Like it's so much fun and so much more storytelling inside the tag matches than just regular one on one matches. So yeah, uh, and that's something we want to do even more of the, uh, for the rest of this year. It, obviously for the rest of time, but we were trying to branch out a little bit more because, like you said, the first time you saw us at the Sanctuary, that was the first time we ever branched out from our home place we started at, you know? that was mm-hmm. You're the first person to see us outside of our hometown. That's awesome. Yeah, so, like, you remember back then, we didn't have even official tag gear yet. Back yeah. Then. We had, we, well, we listen, had every fr- if, if you're never bo- if you're not booked on a Friday, first Friday of the month, sanctuary doors are always open. We'd love to have you come back down and and work our first Friday. Oh, man, definitely be happy to come down sometime. Just got to figure out the the dates. The, the first Fridays have become like uh, uh, we'll just say stunt fighting because we can't call it anything else. Uh, it's gotcha. it's it's stunt fighting open mic night. Like people just oh. show up and it becomes Oh man, you're here. 
I've never worked you. And then like I Trotsky's kind of like he because I, I I've become in the scene and I, I know people. He's not maybe familiar with everybody. He's like, so who 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 could work here? Good. And like the day Rocket walked in the building, I was like, uh, Rocket should be working Andre Polino. Like that should happen. I mean, and like our Rocket should be working Hawthorne. Like and it, it, it happened like that's it's just really fun and then people come and they get that accept that sanctuary experience with the lights and the and the smoke and the and and they're just like yeah, yeah how do i keep uh, that is here? cool that i remember that just being like the coolest light setup there too like and we're getting people involved big. now that the community is starting to learn about us we're, we're starting to fill up those pews the last oh, uh right. yeah we have two students who have really came in and and really brought their family and friends in and they've been like the catalyst of like this giant crowd um, we had over a hundred people there on Sunday. Oh wow! And one I half. Of the, back when, yeah, there's like three people. I remember back when there was like twenty people, and there they sounded like like two hundred. Like you should hear people. it now. Like yeah, one I'm, side I, of the I arena now, is. Man, it sounds awesome. Yeah. One side of the arena is this one kid's family, and the other side of the arena is this other kid's family, and they're they're, they're feuding. So it's like a a soccer match. They're like da screaming at each other the whole time. It's awesome. It's so much That's fun. fun. I like that. <laughs> I really like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so who are some people that you want to work that you haven't had a chance to either tag team or singles wise? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot right now. I'm trying to think just off the top of my head. I mean have you guys ever worked as a tag team CMD? Uh we did actually at uh NFW we worked uh CMD, which again, another fun, great match. Uh I remember I did some weird new thing in that match that I kind of messed my hip up on. So that's unfortunately that's kind of how I remember the match, but I also remember it just being a really fun and awesome match to begin with. So mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Deshaun, Deshaun and Sean Carr, two guys in this business that I, I, I would, I would definitely gravitate to, to learn from. Yeah, no, both awesome, great guys to learn from mm -hmm. and just talk to. I mean, I think after our match, I still talk to Pratt, like for, Oof, two hours after like mm -hmm. we were just exchanging stories and talking and having fun a, he's a good dude yeah so so some i gave you a little bit of leeway there Who, some names or some tag teams oh yeah sorry that's all right <laughs> uh so uh oh man i mean some names obviously everybody's on the kick right now but i would love to go against matt cardona at some point uh mike bailey would love to go against him. Ooh, uh, Kevin Blackwood. Yeah. Uh, Kev, uh, Kevin Blackwood. Like, I saw him up at ESW when I first started, and I've wanted to work him since, and I just haven't had the opportunity to. Um, just everybody down in that whole Jersey scene. Like, I'd love to have a one-on-one -on -one with, like, Dustin Waller, uh, just because I've worked him a few matches now, but never in a one-on-one. -on -one. So, like, these are just guys I always think about. Uh, obviously, I'd love to work my tag partner as some bigger shows in the future but i like being a tag team with them right now too so it's yeah. kind of like yeah double edged sword but now just uh and that's some like singles wrestlers that i would love to go against um uh, hopefully in the eh, near future far future who knows <laughs> um and then like obviously tag teams we just want to go against everybody we're having so much fun with everybody i know uh um uh, Chael really wants wants to go against MSP. I think it's because he wants to dance with them. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the driving factor right there. But no, just I want to have 
every banger with tag teams that we can. Like, obviously, yeah. I'd love to work with you guys. We've already worked two thousand more times. Like, we're just trying to get out there as much as we can. Um, obviously, I've, we've gone against high seas. We've gone against Two Infinity Beyond a few times. Like, it's always great times calling matches with those guys and being like just being in the ring and like flowing well together. Like, it's such just a cool chemistry that I've noticed and like really appreciate having with these guys gotta get you gotta get a match against that east west connection east west connection east west connection with nick wayne and uh, jordan oliver oh that's what okay i just i didn't know that was their tag name now yeah gcw tag team uh, champions right now i need to pay a little i need to pay more attention i I kind of fell off watching iwtv for a little bit so well, GCW is done fight now, so fight fight TV like that promotion. You get all the GCW stuff for like four bucks a month or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm kind of cutting all my subscriptions right now. Let's let's, let's cut this part right. <laughs> yeah. So be- right now. besides professional wrestling, uh, you know the background. You got your like I see some Star Wars, some other things going on. We talked about video game streaming. What are some other things besides professional wrestling that you do as hobbies or are, are, are things to uh, pass the time? I see you got the PS5 there behind you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, I'm I'm, a, I'm an Xbox guy all day long. See, I've, I've PlayStation Three is like my first like big boy console when I was a kid. So like I've always just been PlayStation. But uh, yeah, no, I mean I game. I'm obviously a nerd. I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. I love DC. Um, like Marvel, I love their movies and you know, like all their series that they have done. Kind of fallen a little stale lately, but you know, giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, DC comics. I love the comics more than Marvels, just because I feel like the stories are just so more, much more mm-hmm. intricate and personal. Um, and then obviously I just I like Star Wars. Like anything nerdy, I essentially like. <laughs> um, whether it's that stuff I just mentioned, anime, anything. And then I used to game a lot, not as much lately. It's more of just like, you know, Fortnite. I've tried the AEW Fight Forever game. That's fun. Gonna see the battle. I'm excited to see the battle royale stuff for it, see how that's like. But I just hope that, they like, add more characters like in patches. Like, hey, here's the here's here's Willow Nightingale. Here's this person. Here's like I, I that's very, what I'm hoping uh, for very bare bones right now but i'm excited what they see to see what they do in the future with it with the um, first the first three days i unlocked everything i can unlock i pretty much did everything i can do in the story mode the only person i didn't unlock yet is is owen hart i just can't see myself playing 100 matches with no replay value yeah. right now so um i haven't been able to unlock anybody besides cody i think in it and that's just that shows how much time i don't have to play video games and stuff yeah. <laughs> like i think i've played like maybe 10 matches on the video game so far yeah i but, went hard when it first came out yeah but i just started than... resident evil the village that's before we started talking i uh i played the intro to resident evil village so that's kind of what i'm working on now oh nice no i'm but this is just all stuff i love on top of that when i'm not like you know actually chilling and just watching the nerdy stuff that i'm into besides watching a lot of wrestling all the time uh I'm doing a lot of graphic design work. Uh, I actually started my own t-shirt business where I print hats, t-shirts, koozies, everything like that, as well as I design gear. I design uh, t-shirt, like t-shirt logos and stuff like that, as well as just logos for other wrestlers all the time. And it was kind of cool turning something I'm passionate about doing, have fun doing into another like work avenue you know because i already got to do it with wrestling now i'm doing the other side of my life so 
I'm just really happy to kind of be having the freedom to do all this right now. And mm-hmm. hopefully I can make it self-sustainable where I'm not stressing about finding clients and everything. So if anybody's interested, hit me up on any social media, man. I'm happy to do any kind of gear design, logo design, or just get t-shirts and hats and stuff for everybody. So the best way to contact you to get uh, logo to stuff would just be hit up, hit up your personal account. Yeah. Hit up my personal account on Facebook. Um, TJ epics on Facebook. I'm TJ epics or TJ underscore epics on Instagram and Twitter as well. You, as you can find my Facebook page for my, uh, my design business, which is uh, TJ Graphics, spelled TJ space G R A P H I X X. Kind of. And we'll like have all the is. links. We'll have all the links for that below. Uh, once this, yeah, well, uh, Thank you, uh, so you can always you can go and check them out. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, but yeah, just having a lot of fun doing all that stuff. On top of like, I get to enjoy watching Star Wars and stuff when I'm making all this and everything. So it's it's a cool combo just to be able to make a living right now and things i'm passionate about awesome man well listen you're, you're insanely talented a lot of people should be checking you out uh make sure you do follow him on social media check him out T- search tj epics on youtube and follow some of those matches at those promotions uh is there anything else you want to plug or get out before we before we get you out of here i mean like you said man like if you follow me on social media anything helps uh again if you are interested in designs or t-shirts or anything like that i'm always free don't be afraid to message me and uh yeah uh besides that i asked you guys to check out my tag partner stuff as well chael connor's uh coming to the podcast soon he's gonna be a fun one i know that he's a very charismatic once you get break through his shell (laughs) (laughs) um love the dude he's a great dude but uh yeah chael connor's you can follow him on instagram and i think he has a twitter as well and He's actually the one that posts a lot of our tag matches on YouTube. So if you follow Chael Connors on YouTube, it's a purple logo with his face and it has a bunch of our CXR matches on there. So awesome. anyone's interested awesome. in that, check that out. All right. Well, listen, uh, once again, I'll, everything you're watching from here on out will be pre-recorded stuff that was already been done, but uh, they won't be live. But please, like I said, uh, enter the chat. If you're watching this live uh, or watching the video of this currently, uh, whether it be on Facebook, on Twitter or X, um, Twitch or on YouTube, uh, please search us on uh, the audio side of platforms. Either it be Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Apple, Amazon Music stitcher iHeartRadio, pandora uh that helps out too you know i mean if you're in the car and you want to listen to something the audio platforms are there uh coming up this thursday at seven o'clock will be the person we talked about earlier andre polina will be on the podcast on thursday at seven o'clock and then on hey, monday yeah on monday <laughs> we'll have uh uh blackstrom on the podcast and then on Actually, 83, I don't have a graphic up yet. I don't. So that'll be surprise you later on. And then on Thursday, the president of independent wrestling, Phil Stamper, will be on the podcast. So we have a lot coming up for you guys. A lot of fun things. Uh, 80 the gra- episode for 83 is going to be Vidi Glamrock. So that's that's going to be episode 83. And uh, it's going to be a blast. So guys, check out the rest of the stuff here. If you can check out the links below for my guests as well as stuff for ABJ support buy some merch buy some t-shirts uh check out that patreon and we'll see you guys next time on the abj podcast we'll see here's some music by the converse kid billy trey Good, man.